Scott. Hello, I'm Julie. And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Yeah. And we're back to India. Um, <gasps> this time, This time for Omkara. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is directed by uh, Vishal Bardwaj. My best guess. Did I win? Again, okay, cool. apologies to all for our pronunciation. <laughs> yes, yes. And it is different from everything else we've seen, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah. I had you all kind of softened up and prepared with all the romantic <laughs> comedies we could watch That's, and so forth. Yeah. And then let's look at the fact that they can do genre. Wow, yeah. Like crime drama. Yeah, this is, uh, yep, crime drama. <clears throat> and um, it's based on Othello. Mm-hmm. By a fella named what William Shakespeare, that crazy guy, that crazy guy, yeah. Um, but it was good. Um, it, it was a surprise, you know. As I I moved on, and, and I'm like, wow, you know, because because I've I've built an expectation, and my expectation was, uh, you know, usually uh, fairly lighthearted, uh, heartwarming, mm. and uh, this was this was gritty and intense. Um, so now I'm like, okay, so, so they do run the gamut. I'm, I'm assuming now, you know, they just like, yeah. you know, and I, I'm assuming that this movie did well in India. Yeah, it did. It was critically acclaimed and in the West also, uh, especially as an adaptation of Othello and, um, you know, they clearly say it's adapted, but it follows the story of Othello pretty closely. Yeah, it sure does. And yeah. What we liked about it, um, well, first let me just say, yeah, the budget was 260 million rupees, and I should have translated that into millions of dollars or whatever, but I have a hard time with that. But but it made 424 million rupees, so it did well. It doubled its money. It doubled the rupees. Yeah, it doubled the rupees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was nominated for all kinds of things, and the thing that was interesting to us is we found it because the guy who plays the Iago character mm-hmm. is Langda is his name in this movie. Yeah. Saif Ali Khan, yet another Khan for us to all keep track of. <laughs> he mm. was a charmingly scoundrelly rascal in a movie we'd seen fairly early on called Tashan. Mm. And that also had Karina Kapoor who plays Desdemona Dolly in this. And they got married by the way. Oh, um, they're the married couple, but so we were saying, well, what else has he been in? We really liked him. And we went, well, here's this, it's an adaptation of Othello. <laughs> we got done watching and went, holy moly. Yeah. Um, he was, that was he was good. awesome in this movie. I, oh, I think he was the, he was the key to everything. Oh, well, yeah. yeah as Othello mm-hmm. is right. He mm-hmm. was so evil yeah. and so friendly, just turning on a dime. So calculating. And then, um, but this is where we discovered Ajay Devgan, who plays the Othello, Omkara character. And it was interesting because he is one of these more, what would you call it? I I don't want to say, well, his performance in this is a bit more brooding, but Hmm. he's just a more of an internal actor. Yeah. Yeah. That was a very internal guy. He, He was, it was kind of, you know, his presence somewhere changed everyone else. You know, yeah. he, he walked into a room and everything changed. And yeah. he did that several times. And he didn't even have to be doing anything. A lot of times yeah. when you saw his cohorts dealing with someone, because they, instead of being as in Othello soldiers dealing with, a, I think, a city government and everything is usually when you see Othello, they're dealing with uh, supporting a politician. Mm-hmm. He has his own gangs of criminals or, you know, they're gangsters, essentially who go around helping support him for election. So this is also looking at corrupt politics in that way. And um, often they'd be confronting somebody and until the real action really starts, he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. He's letting his two lieutenants handle it. Right. Yeah. He's got people. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like the Godfather, I guess a little bit, right. you know, like, you know, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I'm going to sit here and make decisions and dispatch people to do things. Yeah. Yep. And it's like the first part of the movie, if you've never seen him before and we hadn't, you're just like, this guy's not doing anything. And then in the second half of the movie where he becomes more actively involved because of the lies Iago is telling and his own personal problems of discerning things, you suddenly see that power coming out and you realize he has been acting the entire time. Hmm. He just didn't need to be in movement as a character. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah he cool – and then we started mm – -hmm like looking for him. So these are the rabbit holes that we found our way down. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And in our ter mm -hmm. own terms, it's not only interesting to look at the adaptation, but then just to think about Othello. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and this is a pretty faithful adaptation of Othello. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and my experience with Othello is just uh Branagh's version, which oh, had okay. uh, Lawrence Fishburne and, um, can't remember the actress, but uh, Kevin Brana paid played Iago, uh, and Lawrence Fishburne was Othello. Of course, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And that, it was good. Yeah, and I know that was acclaimed. And then in this, it's interesting because, of course, for them, it's not the fact that you know in the play he's Othello is a Moor and he's mm. you know called the Black Ram and all this kind of stuff, and they talk about thick lips and everything. Here he's half cast. See, that would be the Indian problem is his father was high caste. Yeah. It took me a, had, a minute to realize what that was. <laughs> but yeah, oh, go ahead. Please do explain. Yeah. So the caste system um, is one of the few things that most people kind of know about India more is that they have these divisions of classes, essentially. Mm -hmm. And you're born into it and you can't leave it. And that's starting to change some. And the government's trying to do what they can with quotas and things, which are working about as well as they do here. Sometimes they break people out. Sometimes they hamper everyone. Um, so it just depends. And um, But so here what we're seeing is how it affects both the way he thinks about himself, the way it happens in Othello, and the way everybody thinks about him. Because the first scene of the movie, um, Langda, Iago, is saying to the person who was promised to marry Desdemona, Dolly, says, that half-caste is going to marry her. Well, they don't even have to say his name, just like in Othello. And the guy says, oh, Brother Omi? No, he's a great guy. He would never <laughs> kidnap Dolly. <clears throat> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and he's called that a lot. They'll just call him the half-caste. Yeah. Yeah, it's if you're born into this caste, you can't leave it. That's kind of the way it goes. And so, this idea that the father did that is has put a taint upon the son. And essentially... Dolly is open up for all that because she's left her father and her family and her caste and gone to this city in Uttar Pradesh that's not like where she's from, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. This little yeah. town. So, yeah. So, they, they said, well, you know, he's kidnapped her, but she, she went willingly. She wanted yes. that. So, right. Um, yeah. So, there's this scene where. Her father, who's, you know, intensely worried about, you know, he got, she got taken and uh, he runs and chases Omi down and there's this confrontation. And then there's like this little council where, you know, she comes out and says, uh, you know, I kind of like this dude. Yeah. And I, I would really want to marry him. And um, the father had to accept it. Right. He was, he was furious and walked away, but... Um, Mm -hmm. There's this line, it's a famous line in Othello. Um, I actually looked it up. I do not have this memorized. <laughs> but it, uh, right after everything's agreed and he's like, okay, I'm going to allow this to happen and I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Um, that's her dad. And her dad tells Omi or Othello, mm -hmm. um, look to her if thou has eyes to see. She has deceived her father and may thee. And, um, you know, so he's saying, yeah. So he's planting the seed of doubt in him immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, in the, the next play, line in Othello, oh, yeah, the next line in Othello is, Othello says, my life upon her faith. Yeah. You know, so he, he's like, oh, yeah, I trust her 100%. Yeah. 
She's yeah. she's what so we see at the beginning, yeah, it says she who can dupe her own father can never be anyone's to claim is the line that they adapted it to in the movie. Mm-hmm. And by the end, Othello's repeat or um Omkara is repeating that to himself because so much doubt has been planted. But I loved the way that scene was shot where um Omi is going to cross the street to Dolly, but the car with the father in it pulls up and he mm. puts the window down and he just says that line as Omkara is leaning over listening. But as he's doing it, you can see Dolly through the window. Yeah. So the father is between them already. Yeah. You know, really nice. And yeah. yeah, it's, and it is beautifully shot and composed. Um, yeah, it was very dark. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. Which matched, which matched everything that was happening, and uh, <laughs> yes. and the town that they were in, you know, seemed dirty and a difficult place. Yeah, well, Uttar Pradesh is. Um, I know it's in the kind of like north central India. That's I had to look it up. I didn't already know that, but it's. Um, I think of it as being more of a rural area with a lot of, I don't know, farming or. Certainly what we saw was dust hmm. and a lot of sugar cane, <laughs> sugar cane everywhere oh, you turn. Yep. They're always mm-hmm. got some stick that they're whittling and eating a little <laughs> bit of. And I finally went, oh, wait, that's sugar cane. And then they're mm-hmm. spitting a lot, you know, to the side. So it's very authentic that yeah. way. <laughs> While we're talking about sugar cane, um, I would like to mention that um, there is a scene where, you know, they have a thing that crushes the sugar cane. You have to turn the wheel, and it's evidently very difficult. It's very, very difficult, yeah. You really can't keep your shirt on while that's happening. <laughs> you really have to have the shirt off and the close-up of just the abs to start us off so we know where we are. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And I appreciate every moment Ajay Depkin has spent working out. That was a glorious scene. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Do you think they have it in their contracts? Like, okay, you've worked out this much. They so we're going to give you three shirtless scenes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, that's, you, there, there has to be at least one scene. <laughs> I think after that is when he goes uh, up and stands kind of silhouetted in the open door where he's talking to Dolly. And you're, we're just like, oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, Very enough nice. of that. But I do want everyone to know they hit all the Bollywood notes, Wait. however uh, grimly it might have turned out. <laughs> <laughs> and thank oh. heaven for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. But it's also very exotic looking. I don't know how this would have appeared to an Indian audience, but to us who are used to the kinds of movies that you and I have been watching recently from India, we looked at it and went, wait, these religious customs, like the way they're getting them ready for this wedding and everything, these aren't the things that we remember necessarily. Mm. There are the hands with the henna and some of the other things, but then there's also like this yellow all over their arms and all this stuff. And um, I think they are Jains, J-A-I-N-S. So that mm. would be a bit exotic also. Yeah. And then I was looking and it said, for this movie – Everybody spoke in a Karabali accent, hmm. which is from Uttar Pradesh. And they said, it's really interesting. They said, this is what both modern Urdu and modern Hindi come from. So it's an older language, right? Yeah. It's a literary dialect, and you find it in rural areas. Interesting. And I, th- mm. I thought, what a lovely way to kind of echo that older language of Shakespeare. Hmm. And do it in a way that is kind of like the Appalachians, you know, where you would find these traces of things from the 1600 English ballads and that kind of thing. Or um, uh, Rose was saying that her French teacher, who was from France, said that French Canadian is kind of like that if you're from France, because there are parts of it that are kind of frozen in 17th century French. Oh, interesting. So they still have very, you know, it's developed and they've had modernizations and everything, but you'll come across these really old phrases and ways of talking and things that might be more earthy or poetic or whatever. So that's what this Mm -hmm. made us think of. Yeah. 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 So so of course I was watching it in, uh, you know, with subtitles. Right. You know, and uh, reading that. And I didn't really get you know, a Shakespearean language feel out of a lot of it. Although some of the lines were really interesting. 
um, what's, you know, I, I look, I have like some quotes up here, but, um, I don't know that they're the same as the, uh, um, subtitles that I was looking at, you know, yeah, the, it, you know, word for translator. word, not, yeah, it depends on the translator. So, but there were some nice lines in it. Well, and they'll, um, the translation stuff is you just have to take that on faith because, you know, um, how are we going to know? <laughs> <laughs> but for instance, something mm. that seems very consistent in translation is whenever somebody is calling someone a bastard or something worse than that, not necessarily mm. in this movie, but in other ones, it's always translated as rascal. Mm. You rascal, which is really funny when you're watching a hardcore gangster movie like Agnipath. You know, you're like, I really don't think that's what Sanjay Dute just said. Right. But it, it works. We yeah. now use rascal yeah. ourselves. It's kind of handy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and some, of, some of the language and things were what was surprising to me. Um, you know, there was a little bit more of a explicit language. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see a quote right here. You are the true strong man. Heck, your urine lights the lamps around here. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> so it's it, it's yeah. like that throughout. You know, they're they're uh, more gritty and, and uh, um, gosh, I remember another line when uh, two two women were talking to each other about, you know, hey, this, this stomach is the key to the guy. And the mm, other girl the belly, says, oh, yeah. I think it's a little lower than that. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it was like. You know, that that's not something that I had heard in other ones, you know, other Indian movies. Oh, no. Yeah. And yeah. it, but of course it goes along with Shakespeare where mm-hmm. I'll be watching something and I'll just be, and the actors are kind of like acting out some of what's being implied by the language. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And laughing because <laughs> it's supposed to be funny or whatever. Yeah. You're yeah. like, yeah, this, this is how real Shakespeare is really. Yeah, true. More Mm -hmm. earthy like that in a lot of ways. You got the pit you're appealing to as well as the others. So Mm, Yeah, absolutely right. Um yeah, so super quick, you know, anybody who knows Othello, and most people do, it's um this, it's set as um as we said, as a crime drama. Essentially politicians are being supported by their own or they're supporting their own gangs of strongmen. And Omkara is the head of the strongman gang. This guy gets elected. And so Omkara is going to move up to be the general, as they call him, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm. And he's got to pick somebody to be um, replace him. And Langda mm. expects to be picked. But instead, Kesu gets picked. And he never bothers to even explain. He just says, oh, he's a brother. He, he'll, he'll get it. It's like... Wow, you're not really putting it all together, man. He is super jealous. He was, mm. and he's, we've already seen, I thought it was a nice touch when we first see him. He's kind of m- slyly malicious anyway, just for fun. Yeah. He has a mean sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like when he finds out that uh, guy whose name I can't remember, the, but the one who was engaged to marry Dolly, who's kind of a, a bit of a fool. Yeah, yeah. He um, finds out he can't swim. Well, the first time he jumps in and gets him, and the second time he's kind of mad, so he just shoves him in and lets him flounder to shore. Yeah. <laughs> you hope. That's right. You hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just remember. Yeah, when you said that, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, help, help. He's, he's walking like, wait, off. you can't swim? You just jumped into the river and he's. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. he did make it. He survived. Right. Mm. And so it follows a very traditional Othello storyline with those constraints of the politics and the gangs kind of um, attacking each other going on, which mm. would match, you know, the the uh, soldierly things that Othello calls for. And um, a few details are changed, but not really many. And yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, you know, it's a lovely translation, really. Every time I watch it, and this is my third time, I hope the movie changes. Hmm. And to me, that's how engaged I get, is I'm like, oh, no, you guys are so good for each other. You're so perfect together. Hmm. Could the timing be different? So could somebody catch Iago doing this? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Iago, uh, his revenge for not being picked. Oh, Yeah. He manipulates and uh, convinces his his goal becomes to convince the uh, Omi that um, his wife is cheating on him. 
and his wife and him have the most amazing relationship. Um, you know, it's it's legendary, right? They they love each other yeah. so much, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to destroy that because I'm mad." So, and yeah, destroy Kesu, who yeah. was or Cassio in right. the play, uh, yeah. promoted exactly. So, so Iago, Iago's suffer. character's name, yeah, Langda. That's right, Langda, which means limp. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, and he's limping. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't know that. That's that's something. Yep. Yeah, Casu, I can see how that's Cassius. I was just mm-hmm. curious how other and Omi and Othello and mm-hmm. um Desmonda is Dolly Mishra. Yeah. So yeah. I know. Nice, right? Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. But um but yeah, it's I remember when I watched Othello the first time, um, you know, the the movie with the Grana movie, I was like I wasn't quite convinced that that guy would believe Iago. You know, mm. I had that problem in that movie. Um, mm. and, and maybe if I watch a different version, I wouldn't feel that. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't convinced. And, um, but in this one, I was. <clears throat> what, he, what he pulled off, I believe that Omi believed that. And it felt, felt like, you know, natural, right? It yeah. didn't feel forced. But uh, yeah, what Langda did was... Um. Yeah, pretty was, brilliant and um, yeah. super effective. Yeah, because yeah, Omi would look up and say, "Oh, that's funny. That looks like Casey's uh, bike. <laughs> it's that's funny that he and he and Dolly would have been hanging out while we were gone, and he yeah. wasn't even saying it from any kind of jealousy." Mm-hmm. And um, Langda instantly says, oh, yeah, well, behind your back, too. I, well, there's no reason to think he'd go behind your back. Yeah, and you see, yeah. he and suddenly he's the gets one this... who manipulated that to happen. Right. Too, right. So, right. yeah. So not only was he just making this casual obser- observation, <laughs> but he's yeah. the one who made it happen. And then, you know, they got to catch him. And he's like, hmm, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he, that's part of the brilliance of what he does is he makes it seem like the other person's idea all the time. Yes. And in each case, I, I was really noticing this thinking about um, temptation mm. and evil. Yeah. Yeah. And each case, he's dropping little hints or shoving somebody closer to a spot they shouldn't be. So, like in the, the BD song, which is. Um, the point where Kesu is starting to be discredited with Omkara because it's a celebration after he's been promoted and the election and everything. And Kesu says, Oh no, I can't drink. I have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And so he teases him. Oh, let's bring him some milk and be sure there's a nipple on the bottle (laughs) because this is a baby boy. And he's like, Oh yeah. So he's drinking and out of control quite soon. Mm -hmm. And to get even to provoke that, all he has to do is kind of shoulder the fool who's smoking a cigarette to a spot where it makes the girlfriend cough a little bit. And that's all it takes for Casey's rage to turn upon him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he flat out says, Oh, well, this is my fault. I teased him. I shouldn't <laughs> have, you know, it's really my fault. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just, he's the most brilliant evil character <laughs> ever. Yeah, that's right, you know. And then later on when uh, when Omi is like, you know, tell me if you think that these oh. two are doing it. And he's like, no, I can't possibly pass judgment on any of this because and he's, don't yes make me. Or no. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. such a powerful scene in this movie too where he's just yes or no. Oh, well, I, I can't really say yes mm-hmm. or no. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's where you see Ajay Devgan's power in, in portraying mm-hmm. this. Right, right. The silent power, right? Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, even Langda, he says no, right? But yeah. it's really a yes. He says it, and, but he means yes, and, and Omi knows that he means yes, even well, at the time. Omi's going to take it. Yeah. He turns away, and then he says, because that's what you want to hear, isn't it? Does that make you happy? And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. every time you're just, it's, and Saif Ali Khan in this part is just so wonderfully evil. Mm. And so sly about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
It's he's totally believable. Yeah, I think he's great. He was he was just he really pulled that off great. And in Omkara's character, what you really see, it's not hit on super hard, but what you see is it's his own insecurity by the end that makes him go. I don't think he even really says it out loud, but you can see that half cast thing is hanging over his head. Mm. It's easy for him to believe that Dolly might turn away from him to Kesu, who's more educated. You know, we see that when he's teaching her to sing that song and saying, no, not bottom, bottom. Mm, he could speak right. English better. Yeah. Um, he's known as a Lothario at the college, right? Mm-hmm. He was quite the romancer. So it's real easy for him to go, oh, yeah, this guy's so much better than me. Wow. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's his internal struggle with how he's judged by everybody, yeah. even though he's given yeah. full military uh, honor and everything else. That's a good point. You know, so his insecurities are just being fed by Langda. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, and Kesu too. Kesu, mm-hmm. you know, he just wants to get back in the good graces. Oh, he's and, like, so you know. adorable. He's like a puppy. <laughs> yep, yeah. I but, was in love with him. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's that's tough when, when Omi and Kesu get in the same room. It's always hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's it's just like, looking oh, at him with man. those puppy dog eyes like, please, brother yeah. Omi and... Omkara's like, if I don't if I don't treat him like this, he'll mm. never learn. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, so powerful and stuff. then of mm-hmm. course it's a it's a tragedy. So Yeah, it is a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a it's like flat out tragedy. Absolutely a flat out tragedy. And it's really a tragedy because you can see all the ways that people could have turned aside from the behavior that led to this very horrible ending Mm. you know only dolly is really pure Mm -hmm. um and she's so pure she can't understand why you know her going oh now could you forgive kaysu and i'm like man now's (laughs) not the time yeah yeah and um because he's suspicious she it doesn't even occur to her she's just doing a good favor for a friend Yep, and then the 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 key element that makes um, uh, Omi believe it all is that I don't know what you call that the thing that goes around. It's like a waistband, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that he gave to his wife, and then um, somebody found it, right? Or she she did she actually steal it? In no, it's yeah. So it's a family heirloom. Mm -hmm. So he gives it to her, and then uh, the. in this movie, it's his Omkara's sister mm-hmm. is I don't know if they're married or if they're just together, uh, but she is with Longda. They mm. have a son together, so they might be married. And um, he gets her to take it. Okay, that would that, that's one of the things that happened in the the Brana Othello that I found so it just didn't feel believable that you know in in Othello in that version it was a, a handkerchief. A yes, little that's, thing, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but he got Iago got his wife to go to steal it, and she gave it to him, you know, thinking, "Oh, here you go," <laughs> you know, and 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 yet she she was not nefarious herself, and um, in fact, when when she realized what had happened with it, she mm-hmm. actually told Othello. She was the the the, right. the reason Othello realized that this whole thing was generated. And I feel like in Othello itself, I, I quickly glanced over a summary. I feel like it's she's a maidservant in the original play, hmm. which would hold together better since in the play, it's that handkerchief is also a family heirloom or belonged to his father or something like that. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so he gets her to take it. And so Langda then gives it to Kesu saying, here's something. I got this for my wife, but you know what? You give it to uh, Bilu, hmm. who's his girlfriend. Um, and also we need her to do us a favor. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that goes on with the crime d- drama part. Mm-hmm, but, you mm-hmm. know, use this and maybe then she'll marry you. Because yeah. he keeps asking her to marry him and she won't. And so that's how it gets to the spot where then when, Omkara is raiding this place where they're going to kill these political opponents, gangsters. 
um, she's dancing with that around her waist. And it's like, oh, really? Come on. Mm-hmm. This is what happens to it. You valued mm-hmm. it this little and you gave it to Casey who gave it to his girlfriend. Yeah. Now that's proof. Because there was a line in there that I really loved when during that yes or no sequence, which is at the very end, even then when uh, Langda has said, oh, that's what you wanted to hear, right? I, I don't want to make you unhappy or get my head shut off. And he, Omkara says, when I look into Dolly's eyes, your entire Bible looks like a lie. Mm, yeah. And he says, so get me proof. Mm-hmm. All I have is he said, she said, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he's already got that going. Right. It's way ahead of him. Yeah, that was a good line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, what I see makes everything you say seem like a lie, you know, but yet he's still worried about it. You know, so yeah, those in- insecurities and and all that stuff, you know, makes you believe. Talks into things that are not true. Yeah. And other people are trying to talk to him, at least his sister is, because there's um a wonderful scene. Well, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a series of scenes where she and Desdemona or Dolly are talking. And Dolly's like, I left everything mm. for this. And she goes and talks to her brother and says, um, you know, here's the status of women in India. She's like, if you don't love her anymore, just say, don't get married. We will take care of her. Because mm. here's what happens to women. They can't say anything. They belong to their fathers. They belong to their husbands. And she's all adrift for you. Mm-hmm. And that was cool of her to do that, too. Yeah, because Dolly's plight is the difficulty of being a woman in India. You're estranged from your father. You're dependent on the men that are around you, mm-hmm. in her case. But, you know, she's if his love isn't there to protect her, she's got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like in the West as much. I mean, it's. I think it's changing more and more. But mm-hmm. even so, you'll hear about people on trial for uh, killing their children for or their daughters for you know allowing an insult or whatever, yeah. marrying the wrong person, right? Right. Even dating the wrong person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. You hear stories like that sometimes. Yeah. Which would be like in Shakespeare's time. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then Langda, you know, he just can't let go of that fury. Even even at the end, I thought it was really powerful once everything had taken place. And he's outside the door. Mm-hmm. And um, rather than confess fully, what he said was, basically, I don't even know what's true anymore. Because mm-hmm. I've been playing this thing. And uh, it's like he's manipulating the truth so much that he doesn't even know anymore what's what what uh, the truth is. Um, I thought that was really powerful. I wish I'd written down that exact line, but and um, you're right. It's mm. yeah, because it was that the line was so blurred. My truth is lies, and my lies are truth, and I don't yeah. know anymore. Something like that. Right, and, right. And it's funny because when he said it. I thought maybe he really meant it. Mm-hmm. He's like, go ahead and kill me. But of course, Ankara says, nope, we have to live with what we've done. Mm. Yep. We don't, you know, your life is the punishment for it and weak because we get no redemption in this life. Mm-hmm. And then when the door shuts, he just kind of turns around very matter-of-factly walking down the stairs, going to go to his own house. So you just from the purpose in the way he's walking, you feel like he's like, yeah. That went well. <laughs> At least that's how I felt. Mm. It it wasn't any indecision or sadness or slumping. He's just da 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 da. Yeah. Until, yeah. He, <laughs> until he gets to his own house. <laughs> no one does revenge like the Indians, you guys. <laughs> Omg. Uh, yeah. It's like a witch has appeared. Oh, I loved it. Mm. Um, it's talk about karmic death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reap what you sow. <laughs> oh, man. Were you surprised at that? I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I was still considering the line that he said. I don't know that I thought that he didn't mean it. Um, but, yeah. How, well, I've seen how it three times, so yeah. I'm... 
Yeah. I'm sitting back from it a little more at that point. Sure, going. sure. Rose and I had been having quite an argument at that point about how, I can't remember his name, how the fool, which is what I called him, mm. the one who was going to marry Dolly, wound up dead and Kesu wasn't dead. Because mm. he kept saying, no, he's there at the end. And she kept going, no, he's killed by, you know, and went, nope. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was he was alive. Casey <laughs> mm-hmm. was alive, <laughs> but yeah, but not yeah. Magda, and not uh, no. Omkara or Omi, Omi. No, yeah, he, what, that's true. Yeah, to the play, <laughs> sure is. And it was you know it was definitely Shakespeare. You know when when at the end you know and all these bodies, you're like <laughs> just, oh, it just feels littered. like Shakespeare for sure. Bodies and insane screaming women who just yeah. dumped somebody in a well and mm-hmm. everything. Um, well, and also, did you love that shot at the end where it's that swinging, mm. um, yeah. it's that big swing? And a lot of yeah. movies I've seen have this kind of a swing, like in the living room or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she's on it because he's killed her there. In her mm. wedding garb, so that's the red, and then it's swinging back and forth very strongly because he fell against it when he shot himself, and so he's underneath it. So as it swings, you see her, you see him, you see her, <laughs> you see him. Yeah, yeah. That was and cool. The, the what you hear is the creaking rope that holds the swing as mm-hmm. it goes back and forth, and that is something that I have discovered is a creaking chain evokes tragedy and unfathomable sorrow. That's one of those kind of noises that when you hear it in a movie, here's what you're thinking of if you're Indian. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a famous Western that uses it a lot. Hmm. Cholet. A curry okay. Western. A curry Western. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool name. Yeah. It's super famous. <laughs> it makes me hungry thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's hardcore, too. So, anyway. <laughs> but, um, and so, you look at that scene and just go, wow, this is terrible and, tra- and beautiful, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I did want to quickly mention, since mm-hmm. I was bringing up that, um, and I think I mentioned this to you before you watched it, So, but I can't remember, mm-hmm. the color use in this movie no, I don't in, remember you talking about that. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I, my, my memory of it, as I look back on it, is pretty much dark. Dusty. Yeah, yeah. But, so here's the thing. Partway through watching it the first time, I went, wait a minute. Am I wrong? Is Iago always wearing green? Hmm. Or he's always in a, up against a green wall? Or the hmm. light's making him look a little green? And hmm. this is the line that has the green-eyed monster for jealousy. Wow, wow. And when you look at it, the first time we see him, he is in green from all the layers. He's got a green scarf slash shawl on. He takes that off. His shirt and his pants are green underneath. Hmm. Um, and his uh, his uh, wife is always wearing something that has usually green and red in it. Hmm. And when you look at Dolly... She's usually wearing white, which is can be purity, but also red, which is the color when they wear when they get married. So marriage and love. Interesting. And yeah. Omkara almost always has red on him somewhere. Sometimes he's wearing a red shirt. He's got that big um, black like scarf shawl thing. That's got a big bold line of red along one edge that we always see. Hmm. And Kesu is always wearing, he usually almost always has something that's got some red in it. But at the beginning when he and um, Langda were shooting dice or whatever they were doing, playing some game in the warehouse where um, Dolly's father shows up and wants to kill Omkara, he says, well, you got to pick a color. And he goes, I pick yellow. Hmm. And every time you see him, he's wearing yellow somehow. Hmm. Often a shirt that's a plaid shirt that's got red in it because he's Othello's man. He's Omi's man. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's not it's not a hundred percent, but it's like ninety five percent. So um, and cool. there was once I noticed when Othello was wearing a green or 
Omi was wearing a green shirt. And I'm like, right, he is super jealous right now. <laughs> you know, he's under Iago's control. So if you watch it again, keep mm-hmm. that in mind because it's not obvious unless, you know, you've been trained by Rose Davis to look for this stuff. <laughs> How but cool. it's, yeah. we watched it this time mm-hmm. and it was really consistent. Well, wow, that's Because we were pointing it out to each other. Yeah. How awesome. Yeah, that's really, I love that touch. Yeah, it's just that visual touch. And it's like that shot also that um, the yes-no scene is divided up by an attack on a train where there are people who um, tried to kill the politician that they are aligned with. And at the end of that, the main guy is chased out of the train and he's in front of the train's big light and it's pouring down rain. But kind of a misty pouring rain. It was really interesting. And he's shooting him and stand and he's standing there and we can't see him. And it's almost like the rain's dissolving him away. Mm. You know, between the light and the shadows and the rain. And it's like the edges are all indistinct. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those shots that Tom mentions a lot when we talk about the movie. And you go, right, and this is the dividing line for the movie. He right after that, he makes Langda tell him mm, yeah. what mm. is it? Wow, yes cool. or no. Yeah. And then he says, and get me proof. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's now, he's wavering. He's like, okay, show me. Yeah. I'm not going to wonder anymore. Right. Cool. So you've got all yeah. these, yeah, go that's ahead. That's neat. No, I love that. That's, that's, that's a cool observation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, that's so right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that that yes or no scene is interrupted and then continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Before and after. Wow. Yeah, it's, he's obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. It's all he can think about. Right. Wow. So the the director Vishal Bardwaj is a composer. So mm-hmm. it, it's cool that you know there's all this visual stuff that's coming out, um, and it is stunning to watch. You know, the uh, just like every one of the Indian movies we've watched has been. Um, but yeah, but this one was so different in how dark and gritty it was. Um, but, uh, but it's cool that he's, he's like a composer who's coming from music and, uh, yet is doing wonderful things with visuals. Well, and he also wrote, um, these, he's done three adaptations of Shakespeare. I, I don't know if we said that already. No, we haven't. He did Macbul, mm-hmm. which is from Macbeth, uh-huh. this, and then Hater from Hamlet. Hmm which I just watched last weekend. Yeah. And so I've seen all three of them. And they definitely, um, the way the critics would say it is, is the best, Hater's the next best, and Makbul is a noble effort. <laughs> and I kind of agree <laughs> with all that, you know. The least best, yeah. Yes, right. it's not, I don't think it's great, but mm-hmm. it has flashes of brilliance, you know. It's mm-hmm. just as a story, it, it's, I just remember it being super boring, and that's not how I think of Macbeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, but yeah, so it's interesting. He's also writing these. Yeah, yeah. Or working with others to write them. Yeah, and comes from neat. music. And so, for all his films, he's composing music at the same time. Um, it might not be every single thing. Some of them, I think he'll have other people maybe do a song for a dance and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But And then for the lyrics for these songs that are in here because you know even a tragedy can have a couple of songs and dances everyone <laughs> yeah, and i found that the songs and dances in this one um there was two if i remember right mm-hmm. um they were very organic meaning uh, they they really fit the what was happening it wasn't like okay now we're going to do a song and yeah. there's going to be like a montage <laughs> you know what i mean instead these were like you know we have a singer here who is being talked into singing and uh, these people know the words, you know what I mean? It, it felt, it felt oh, yeah. that way, especially I think it was the, the one you, you told me was named Beatty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're getting drunk. You know, the, the men, the men are all getting drunk. The guy's being talked into getting drunk and there's a very sinister undertone to the entire thing that's happening um, while the lyrics are being sung. It it just yeah. felt, it didn't feel like they were taking a song break. It felt like this was part of the story. <laughs> right, because um, the entertainer in both the dancer, who's wonderful in both of these, is the Bilu character. And she, in the 
um, Shakespearean play is a courtesan, right? Yeah, right. So, and in this, you get the idea. It's maybe she's not exactly a prostitute, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the next step up from it, maybe. Right, right. Yeah, you know, she's everyone's favorite bar girl and dancer, <laughs> and all like this the kind only of thing. woman in that whole room. It seems. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. 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 No exactly. <laughs> Where they're all drinking behind the bar. Right. So yes, and they all know <laughs> the song by heart. So she. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put labels on anyone, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, they talk about that. With mm. the scenes between her and Casey, where he's asking her to marry him, and mm. but they're definitely flirting in an extremely sexual way. Yeah, yeah. So that's her relationship to everyone. And in fact, one of the saddest things in the movie is after she said she'll marry him, and Iago is manipulating the behind-the-scenes stuff to make it sound like um, so that. Omkari can overhear a conversation that Kesu is making where it makes it sound like he's talking to Dolly or about Dolly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's having Iago or Longda is having to betray everyone. So he's telling Bilu, oh, yeah, I know where Kesu is. He's blah, blah, blah. And you see her and she's dressed modestly for the first time. Mm-hmm. She's hanging up laundry. She's like, oh, now's my chance at a, a real life. Mm-hmm. And the way her heart is being broken there is just awful. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. back to the music. She um, So that song, Beatty, is, um, it's still being played, I think, in discos today or what, you know, <laughs> dance places today. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics were written by somebody named Gulzar. And he is super well known in India as he began as a lyricist. And I'm looking at the name of people, names of people he worked with, and they're all really these names I recognize from just seeing them listed in different movies. And then he's also become a poet and a film director of a few films mm. and won awards for them and all this kind of thing. And um, so he did the lyrics for this song, which are quite body. And <laughs> everybody was like, yeah. I can't believe it. Gulzar wrote those words for the oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but it's appropriate to the setting, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's definitely a sexual song. It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, maybe more direct if you speak Hindi, but uh-huh. um, <laughs> luckily the translator spared us. Wow. Use poetic imagery. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so a sample of, I have the lyrics here, but it says, mm-hmm. not a sharp knife, nor a sickle can match her. Her love bites leave the marks of her teeth. No farmer has cutting tools like her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like the thing about, how does yeah, she light, light a cigarette? Yep. And then it says, uh, light your cigarette from my bosom. There is a lot of fire in my bosom. <laughs> Don't let any smoke come out from your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> just a minute. I have to turn the fan on. Just hold on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and wow. it's just a wonderfully spirited dance. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The other dance is one that's being used to um, hold mm. everybody in a spot, essentially, so that they can be ambushed. Yeah. Or at a club. Right. But yeah, yeah this director. I love yeah, him. it's just it's so gosh, this guy's the guess, this guy's all the things. It's neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm definitely interested in the other two, uh especially Hater, you know, the way you described it to me. Um but Magpul too, you said that there was some adorable <laughs> or uh <laughs> astrologers instead of the chorus of witches. Yeah. They've got there these are two, two astrologers, astrologers that are instead of something three memorable, witches. you said. Yeah. Yeah, they'll because they'll do things like they'll have a drawing of, you know, all the different signs and they'll be using pieces of fruit to indicate, like, oh, here's Saturn, here's this. And someone will go, You just ate Saturn. <laughs> well, I was hungry and it was a banana. I love bananas or whatever. You know, uh, it's just they're funny. Oh, yeah. That's fun. So, and in the hater version, Gildenkrantz and Rosenstern's characters hmm. are played by two guys who own the Salmon and Salmon video store in town. <laughs> and so they each are named Salmon or have taken the name Salmon. And they, on the TV there, they're always playing a Salmon Khan movie. Oh, and nice. they, when there's nobody in the store, they're dancing to it. Oh, wow. That's funny. All the time. That's and cool. And singing along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all they, they have a theater. That's what they play in the theater. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's just, there's, he knows how to do humor. It's just, he's always, he, these three things are tragedies. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's cool. Have you watched any other of his movies? 
the directors no. other than these. Okay. Mm-mm. It looks like he's done, uh, oops, that's composer. As a director, he's done 13. Okay. So, yeah, just curious. Yeah. yeah so they're not all Shakespeare. Um, he's, he's working yeah. right now on Talvar 2. <laughs> there must have don't been a go. Talvar 1. I, yeah, don't that know. He did not direct. Yeah, it doesn't have that on his list, but. Yeah. Yeah, and he's somebody where what we'll probably do is look at his other movies and see how they were rated and how everybody yeah. liked them. Wow. You know, we had a, a different interest in, you know, like I say, we discovered him through following Saif Ali Khan. Yeah, right. And um, if yeah. I'd have known, also Karina Kapoor, who was in, she was the girlfriend in Bajrangi Bajan. I don't know mm-hmm. if you recognized her. Yes, you betcha. Yeah. You betcha. She's so pretty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is the role I always think of her in. Oh, really? I mean, mm-hmm. Well, it's just so, she just does such a good job with it, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she did. This was yeah. this was well acted all around. Really good. Um, I was wondering, do you think, because Omkara is a gangster instead of a soldier, an upright soldier like they have in Othello, does that corrupt the story some? Um, no, I don't think so. Not to me. Um, it's like, you know, that's the world that they're in, you know, so the, the respected person is this gangster. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, the, the framework in which the movie is, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. In the world of, uh, Othello, he is a, uh, he's a warrior you know, that they're actually, mm-hmm. you know, the, the council where he confronted, um, the, the father confronted the, the daughter, um, yeah. Desmonda, that was actually, they were talking about war in there. Um, you know, what okay. are we going to do? We're going to send Othello off to fight this thing. And then okay. it was like, well, let's clear this up right now <laughs> before we send him off. Right. And Got that's it. why they okay. actually, in fact, in that one, they actually had gotten secretly married. Yes. In, in before, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, because he is everybody respects him. Um, he is the best at what he does. He doesn't betray the people he's supposed to protect. Right, and he commands. That kind of thing. He commands, like I said uh, early on, when he walks in the room, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's definitely respected or feared or actually both. Yeah. So yeah. As Othello was, right? Othello, you know, they weren't worried about him killing anybody in the room or anything like that, but they weren't usually worried about that with Omi either, I don't think. Right, right. Yeah. Well, um, and so then I was thinking about the fact, for one thing, I love that he's so focused when he's a soldier, Mm. but he only really seems alive and happy when he's with Dolly. Mm-hmm. You know, at least in the movie. Yeah, you're right. You know, there is that that initial scene um, where we see them together and alone that he is different, right? But you're mm-hmm. right, it, it, he is alive right there. Well, and the things too where um, like he, she's, he says something to her and she starts throwing things at him. Mm, yeah. Oh, I think because it's when she's singing the song. Mm. In fact, this shows how looking at her means he thinks um, Langda's whole Bible is a lie. Mm. So he's jealous of her and Cassio because Cassio was teaching her how to sing a song yeah, to right. him. Mm-hmm. And um, he shows up and Iago's been, or Langda's been filling his ears with all this stuff. And he's like, why, why was he here? And she just starts playing the guitar and, in her real voice, <laughs> which was sweet and awful, singing, you know, I just want to say I love you. And I'm like, of all the songs to pick. <laughs> and he ke- she keeps going and mm-hmm. he just starts laughing and going, I can't tell if you're, what is it, something or a witch. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. and she starts throwing things at him and they're running mm-hmm. all through the house mm-hmm. and um, through he's, he's like dumping peppers on her. And she's, and it's like that you never see him get, to be playful or right, right. And it sounds like it's so childish, but it's really not. It's just kind of 
their joyful experience of what they're like with each other, aside from the scenes where they're making love or whatever, which is the deeper expression. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then otherwise, outside of that, he's very, you know, frowning most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. And very uh, serious, right? Very serious. Very. Uh, he feels like he's carrying a heavy weight all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like. I've got to be like this all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, I like that thought. Yeah. And that's why, that's why the Bible was a lie, right? This guy's Bible, mm-hmm. everything that he says doesn't seem right. Cause I feel right when I'm with her, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's the thing about temptation and trying to evaluate evil, right? right. Um, it made me think about there's, and I cannot find this picture but I will look for it. There's a picture the Bishop Barron mentions a lot, which it's a guy who's talking to a crowd. And, but you can, what we can see is that the devil like has his arm around his shoulder and is whispering in his ear. Mm. So yeah. you can tell that what he's saying or hearing are, are all, um, I'll find it. Cause that might not be exactly right, but it gives you the idea that. So, cause Langda is doing that thing that we're told the devil does, which just twists the truth a little. So it's so believable. So how do we discern when we're being tempted? Yeah, yeah. Versus reality. Right. And how are we um, so afraid to lose something that we are finding things to give us validation in that fear? (gasps) Yes. Yeah. Well, and re- that's interesting because that's really Iago's, the reason Iago does what he does, right? right. He doesn't want to yeah. lose something that he didn't ever have in the first place. Right. He's, he, yeah, yeah. He's extremely jealous. Yeah. That he didn't get, he wasn't given what he thought was his due. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's jealous because that's what he knows. He also knows how to arouse it in other people yeah. for his own purpose. He's an expert. <laughs> He's a yeah. doctor in jealousy. <laughs> yeah. So that makes you wonder how much of his own psyche or thinking or whatever he's really aware of. And I think in the Shakespearean play, they have him talk to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was in that, in that version I've seen. Yeah. Brana turns the audience sometimes. And I think that's how it's yep. written too is mm-hmm. you know kind of here's what i'm thinking yeah now i'm gonna do this but and we didn't need it in this play it's just like all these things kind of occur to him mm-hmm. as he's mm-hmm. just nudging everyone yeah and he takes his opportunity and he just is able to weave it all together right right because he's so perfectly evil <laughs> it's so wonderfully Perfect. evil that i love to watch it and i hate to watch it uh-huh. yeah so then, how do we keep ourselves from acting on that temptation, too? Mm-hmm. It's a constant challenge, I think. Yeah. It makes me think of um, Omkara and think, you know, if he'd have talked to anybody else one-on-one mm. about some of this stuff instead of just listening to Langda. Right. But of course, that's not his style. Yeah. But I know in my own case, I recently um, felt really insulted by something. And in one Mm. part of my mind, I knew this thing was not intended as an insult. Mm. It was really a compliment to somebody else in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. It just, and so, but I stopped myself from responding a couple (laughs) times. And then I went and I was talking to um, Tom and Rose about it and just going, I don't know why this bugs me, this and this. And then Rose, oh my gosh, she hit the nail on the head. She goes, have you been praying for personal holiness? And I was like, no, (laughs) but I should be. Yeah. Cool. You know, and then watching this, you go, oh, no one's turning to anyone else in their community to help them get over it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it, it occurs to me as you're saying all that, that, you know, this is an example of why the truth is important. Mm-hmm. You know, just in, you know, s- some people say, well, you know, what the, what the truth is, is not, and, and I'm talking about in a broad sense, mm-hmm. you know, what the truth is, is not that important. You know, everybody's got their own truth and all this stuff. 
Mm. But the thing is, if the truth is extremely important, what's really true is really, really important, (laughs) you know? So just uh, going after that itself is, is its own, it's a self-evident thing. So that's why, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, it's just, yeah. So if, you know, these people were all acting on things that weren't true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it ended up as it ended up. Everyone but Dolly. Yeah. Yeah, Dolly was just seemed confused by the entire thing. It's like, what on earth? You know, and <laughs> well, then when she, she finally realized what was going on at the end, you know, and she she said, "Well, you know, you're just going to have to kill me because I'm not going to admit to anything." I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> my life is yours." Yeah, yeah. She's that's like, how fully she has put all her trust in him. Right. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that he didn't respond to that differently is just like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, That's I mean, of course, time. we as the audience know what the truth is, but he was right. consumed by the belief that he knew what was true and it wasn't. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, and that's the thing of, um, yeah, I didn't think about that in terms of, yeah, today. Everyone wants yeah. to interpret everything their own way. No one wants to dig down and go, what are five other opinions and why do we have so many different opinions? What is the thing that's actually true at the bottom of this? Or what is mm. the one truth we're all trying to get to in our different ways? Can we agree on that and then work out from it? Yeah. So it's... Uh, this is... You know, ti- no wonder it's timeless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even agree right now on what the truth is. I mean, that that's that's the root of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like we can't even have, we can't have a political conversation right now at all <laughs> where Mm-mm. there's some basis of agreement. You know, you got to find out what that is. And no one presumes innocence. That That's a tough thing too. Yeah. It's like just assuming that there's good from the other person. Like you were just yeah. saying, assuming that there was a good intention. If if we assumed everyone's good intention, then um, we'd be offended a lot less. Right. Right. How do you think Shakespeare would feel finding out that 400 years later, there's this Indian movie <clears throat> of his oh, play? Man. You got to think he'd be thrilled. You know? Don't you hope so? I would, yeah. I would think so. He, he's got to, you know, if he came back, it would be like, Wow, people are still watching these. I love it. Yeah. And stunned. It'd be really great. Well, and it's interesting because I I said something like that to Rose, and she said, oh, it made her think of right after he died, before he was, you know, the great bard. Uh um, People would put different endings on his plays. And they go, well, do you want the happier, sad version of Othello? (laughs) Do you want the happier, sad version of As You Like Mm -hmm. It? Do you want the happier? So they just felt free to change it because he's just some playwright. And, Uh you know, it's not under copyright. Yeah, yeah. For whatever, that probably didn't really even exist in that way. I wonder how they determined what the correct versions of all of them are, if that was happening. I think that's the thing with the folios where after... Uh, he yeah. died or soon soon after his retirement but i think mm-hmm. it was after he died a bunch of like friends and admirers got together the first folio yeah, and printed okay. his plays up and then somebody else went through but all they had were things like everybody didn't have all the same versions cuz they they do something maybe for years hmm. or several times in different ways and they like things would be rewritten and there'd be notes in there from other people and so then Somebody came through and went, okay, wait, I've got an actual script here and I've got this person who was in it and I've got, so then they kind of cleaned it up and that's Mm. where you get the different versions from the different folios, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, neat. This is gleaned from Chopbard, which I would like to recommend to anyone who wants to go through some of the plays. that's neat, yeah. That's, um, I wish he would do Othello. He has not. Oh, he hasn't done Othello? Well, he's been going for years and years, but, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of plays. But he's done Hamlet, Macbeth, um, King Lear, um, A Midsummer's Night Dream, Twelfth Night. And he's done a bunch of the history plays. Uh So, um, and he goes through a scene or two at a time. And um, he 
will kind of speak some of the lines for you and he'll talk about different interpretations. It's really good. It's a really cool. good, wonderful grounding. And that small, probably incorrect thing that I said is what I've gleaned from him. So <laughs> it's not representative incorrect. of his knowledge. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm just looking at his whole list right now. He's on episode 192 mm-hmm. and they're going through Henry the sixth right now. Okay. Nice. Love it. Yeah, and that's I just cool. dip in and out every so often, mm-hmm. but he is just so enjoyable. Um, oh, that's great. And so thoughtful in the mm. way he looks at things. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say about this one? Oh, my gosh. I think I said so much. That's <laughs> uh, great. And you? Highly recommended is what I'd say. Ah. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was different, again, from everything that we've seen from India on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really impressed by it. I loved it. I thought it was oh, good. good. And I'm, I definitely need to watch the Hamlet one. You know, mm-hmm. we've done Hamlet on this podcast. Yes. And I'm a, I'm a fan of that play. <laughs> as are, you know, one or two other people in the world, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Just a few. <laughs> just a few. Yeah. But I, I would love to see an adaptation of it. It's funny thinking yeah. of uh, Hater, which is the Hamlet one. I was looking at... There are two main dances in that too, and the one with the grave diggers is amazing. Oh, cool! But um, and then <clears throat> then instead of the plays, the thing wherein I'll catch the conscience of the king. Instead of a play, it's a big dance mm-hmm. that tells the story that he's trying cool. to get across to the king. And so, um, I was looking at one of those on YouTube, and I was looking at the comments, and people were saying things like. Did anyone else think that his relationship with his mother was kind of weird? Did that seem creepy to anybody else? <laughs> just like I think that's the question that's been asked of every yes. Hamlet production, um, uh-huh. depending on the director. Yeah. So, so there are a lot of basic elements that are just absolutely, you know, interpreting yep. it in the way that seems best to them. Cool. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. So I think yeah. you'd like it. Awesome. I'm excited. Okay. Well, great. All right. So, what do we have coming up now? Mm, Friday's Child. Friday's Child by Georgette (laughs) Heyer. Yes. Cool. It is uh, like, it's. this is where I'm asking your indulgence because it's Mm. kind of like Jane Austen, but lighter. Lighter Jane Austen. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which she's not super serious a lot of the time, Jane Austen. But this, anyway, I hope you like it. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Thank you. See you in a couple weeks. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye. (laughs) 